Guys, this is Mason Pierce, your host of the Cover Set with Mason Pierce podcast. And before we even get this podcast started, I want to say I want all y'all to keep y'all's prayers and thoughts with Buda Baker and his family after last night's game against the Rams. If you do not know what happened, Buda Baker tried to make a tackle on Cam Akers near the Arizona goal line. Unfortunately, Buda Baker ended up, it was a head-on-head hit with Cam Akers, and unfortunately it knocked him unconscious and his body went limp and it really looked unfortunately like to me it looked like another Ryan Chazier instant where you just thought that okay well the best thing we can hope is to see him lift his thumb up and thankfully God gave him the strength to be able to lift his thumb up and everything was okay but now let's get on to some little better news we will discuss like we always do we will discuss some college football news there's not as much and then we will go on to the recap of NFL Super Wild Card Weekend and then we might just kind of discuss whatever, just talk about life. So let's get into it. Now, pretty much, if you're an Oklahoma fan, you are super happy with this transfer portal with Brent Venables and his first recruiting class as he brings in North Carolina grad transfer nickel cornerback Trey Morrison, who was a four-year starter at North Carolina. He was pretty solid. And I know North Carolina, they didn't really have that great of a defense these past couple seasons, especially this last year. At like every team that played against him averaged like 40 plus points but he was a decent nickel corner he will be an instant starter he will give this really young OU secondary a veteran presence and once again Brent Venables is attacking and attacking and attacking that transfer portal to get all those recruits and all those players that OU lost to USC and Lincoln Riley so good job Brent Venables keep it up and now for another interesting player that just transferred finally to his school is former freshman All-American wide receiver at Oklahoma, Mario Williams. He has committed to Lincoln Riley and the USC Trojans. This didn't really come as a shock. We all figured he was going to end up going there as Lincoln Riley's looking to reload and not rebuild for that USC team. And But here's some interesting news that comes along with Mario committing to USC. Mario recently, I think it was last week, had said something regarding Caleb Williams by the fact that he he wants Caleb Williams to be his quarterback wherever he goes. So could we possibly see Caleb Williams also transfer to USC and the Trojans maybe later on this week, maybe later on next week? Now, we all know Lincoln Riley has been heavily, heavily, heavily pushing for Caleb Williams to join him in Los Angeles. He's been taking him to Laker games. He's been taking him to Ram games. So... We could possibly see a reunion coming up here in the next few weeks. Now, for another player who has entered the transfer portal, we have Auburn transfer D lineman Lee Hunter. Now, he was a former four-star in the 2021 recruiting cycle. He he didn't really get a lot of time playing for Auburn, but I mean, I don't know really what he expected. But watch out for Alabama and LSU who are needing some help on their D lines to heavily pursue this kid, as he is really good and he also is from Alabama. So. I would say Alabama right now would probably be my crystal ball for him to go anywhere. And now, um, let's see here. Oh, okay, and even more bigger news coming out. Five-star Notre Dame commit Keon Kelly, who is a defensive end. He is He's considering taking a visit down to Tuscaloosa and visiting Nick Saban in the Alabama Crimson Tide. And apparently from a couple sources I've heard, word on the street is that the feelings are mutual and, and that there is definitely interest between these two. So possibly watch for a flip from Keon Kelly and watch for Alabama to continue to reload. And I know Nick Saban, he's probably going to go 
balls to the wall right now, trying to get all, trying to get, trying to rebuild after this horrible national championship loss they just suffered last Monday. And some even more bigger news coming from the SEC. We have former Georgia cornerback Jalen Limber. He is committed to Florida, and he's going to be playing for Billy Napier and his staff. This is a great cornerback pickup as Florida really this season you could tell that secondary was horrendous they didn't really have anyone that stood out or gave you any superstar type you know type of vibes so this is once again this could possibly end up being a very good long-term investment for the Florida Gators and another great great commit that just committed back into the SEC we have Georgia wide receiver transfer Justin Robertson he is committed to go play down for Mike Leach at Mississippi State I mean Mississippi State is every wide receiver's dream because of that air raid offense that Mike Leach brings to that team. So great transfer from Mike Leach. Really will be huge for that offense. Gives Will Rogers that much-needed wide receiver help on the outside. So great pickup by Mike Leach. And some even more SEC news. Georgia outside linebacker Nolan Smith, he will be returning for another year. This will pretty much be his senior year, as we all know that he was already pretty a high prospect in the draft. But... I think it's kind of a smart decision considering how 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 many edge rushers are in this year's draft, like Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. So smart decision by Nolan Smith to stick another year, even boost his draft stock even more as he will 100% be a first-round pick next year if he plays healthy throughout the season and plays like anything like he did this year. So good return for Georgia as they are also getting back Tyke Smith, as I said in yesterday's podcast. So once again, amazing pickups for these Georgia Bulldogs as they're retaining a lot of players, even though they're going to be losing a decent amount to the draft, but it'll be okay. I mean, they've got half the recruits in the nation coming to their school. So, and some even more news, another Alabama transfer announced where he would be committing, and that is former Alabama quarterback Paul Tyson. And in case you don't know, this is the great Bear Bryant's great-grandson. So he's got, you know, football in his blood. He will, be, he will be committing to Arizona State. I think this is a great kind of backup pickup for Arizona State as it solidifies that number two spot. Now with Jaden Daniels, if he doesn't play great this season, I think Paul Tyson will immediately go right into that quarterback one spot. As we saw, Jaden Dan, Daniels this season was supposed to be easily a first-round pick with the talent he has. And Herm Edwards has always been able to kind of craft quarterbacks. So this will be really interesting to see this year. Um Paul's never really had a shot at Alabama. He's never, I don't think he's really ever taken a snap in an actual live game besides spring games. So he's just kind of still got that raw talent, raw experience. So kind of want to see what Herm Edwards does with him. Um, and another big, and this is probably the biggest news really coming out from this weekend for the transfer portal wise, JT Daniels, the former modern day high school All-American the former USC quarterback and current Georgia quarterback, he has officially announced that he will be going into the transfer portal. Now, this comes at no shock at all as Kirby Smart and JT Daniels have kind of had a weird relationship since he came to Athens because, as you know, this season he never really played much. He played, I think, a couple games. He played the opener against Clemson. And then he played, I think it was the game against Missouri, and that was about it. So we never really knew why. Kirby would never tell us why he's not playing because he didn't seem injured. So he almost seemed like he was redshirting in an instance, but he was never confirmed a redshirt. So this will be his grad transfer year, so he will only have one year of eligibility left. Um, personally, I mean, it was the right decision to start Stetson Bennett as he did lead the Georgia Bulldogs to a national championship. And 
I mean, he was amazing those last couple games of the year, even in the playoffs. But whoever's getting JT Daniels, I fully expect them to get a Heisman contending quarterback. Uh, I would expect Ole Miss to be in this if Jackson Dart does not commit to the Rebels and instead goes to OU. Or I'd expect him to go back out to UCLA maybe and try and take Dorian Thompson's spot, which he could easily do without a, without a heartbeat, as Chip Kelly would love having him in his offense. And um, I think a couple other schools maybe to look out for is Cal Golden Bears. They could be another one. I know it's not really going to be a if you want to go to the NFL-type spot, but you see what they did with Aaron Rodgers after he after he left for the JUCO. So, no, I mean, this would be really interesting to see where JT goes. I, I have no clue. Obviously, let me know down in the comments where y'all think he will go because this is arguably one of the biggest, you know, transfers this weekend. So, And then finally, for our last transfer portal news, we have former five-star quarterback Hunter Johnson, who originally had committed to Clemson but then transferred to Northwestern after getting no playing time. He will be going back and joining Dabo Sweeney and Clemson and this is kind of worrying for a Clemson fan because DJ I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name because I'm going to butcher it so bad but this is kind of a sign of if if Cade Klubnik the quarterback from Westlake Texas if he if he ends up becoming QB1 starting next season we will see DJ on his way out which will obviously put Hunter Johnson in that number two spot so this could kind of be a sign, and I know a lot of Clemson fans are probably celebrating right now. But DJ, DJ has a lot of raw talent as a quarterback. He has a he he has really great pocket presence, in my opinion. He just he has he he didn't really he wasn't really able to show it this year. I mean, during the COVID year, he played outstanding, and we thought, wow, when Trevor Lawrence is gone, we're gonna have another Trevor Lawrence size type quarterback that'll just take him to another national championship. And unfortunately, they didn't. But this is a great pickup for Clemson as it as they really only had two quarterbacks in that whole team, so this gives them that easy third option and maybe their second option, depending on how DJ does this year. So now let's get on to the NFL news. We had the Cardinals and Rams last night playing in Monday Night Football to wrap up Super NFL Wild Card Weekend. Now this game was absolutely never close. If you watched it, you saw how how nervous Kyler Murray was sitting in the pocket. He never really had that pocket presence that would have led them to a win. I mean, at one point in the game, Odell Beckham Jr. had more passing yards than Kyler Murray, which is absolutely sad. And, yes, I know they did not have DeAndre Hopkins, but when you still have guys like Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore still on your offense, and, I mean, you had A.J. Green, but A.J. Green, once again, he's kind of at the end, end of his career where he didn't really do anything, but... I think, once again, this kind of proved Kyler Murray is not a playoff quarterback caliber QB. He is a great, he has great talent. He has great athleticism. But once again, I think he made way too many mistakes last night. He made way too many dumb reads. And he made way too many horrible passes that cost his Arizona Cardinals team a win. Now, <laughs> for the other side of the, for the other team, we have Matthew Stafford once again. He said, shut up with all this concern about me not being a playoff quarterback. I don't want to hear it no more. Y'all knew what y'all are getting. And Matthew Stafford went 13 for 17 on 202 yards with two touchdowns. And he only had one sack, which once again, that O-line was great for the Rams as they held as they held Arizona only one sack with literally T, with J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones on opposite sides. So I don't know who can stop this L.A. Rams team when they're fully healthy and playing like this. I mean, Odell. He showed prime 2015 season OBJ, uh, Matthew Stafford, the best, some of the best quarterback play I saw last night. 
he had great leadership. He had great presence in the pocket. I mean, he didn't do what Kyler did, and he threw a underhanded Hail Mary up into the sky that ended up being a pick six. But once again, the Rams, they deserve to win this game. Defense was amazing as well. Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald. I mean, it was mostly a secondary win for the Rams. I mean, they absolutely, that secondary stood up when they needed it the most after taking all that criticism. And even with Taylor Rapp out with the concussion, they still performed great. So, once again, the Rams, they will take on Tampa Bay next Sunday at 2 p.m. on NBC. This will be an amazing game. This will really prove if Matthew Stafford is a playoff quarterback and if he's really worth those two first-round picks and that second-round pick that the Rams traded to get him. So, Arizona, y'all got a lot to look at. Kyler Murray has got a lot to work on. Um, really disastrous season for the Cardinals after they started like 7-0. and So, the fact that they completely crumbled this way and they kind of just got shook is really a bad sign for Cardinal fans. Um, I don't think Kyler Murray is finished as a quarterback. Obviously, this is one game. One game will not determine his whole career. But we do need to actually consider the fact that maybe he's not as great of a quarterback as we all thought he was. But now, since we are done with Super NFL Wild Card Weekend, the craziest weekend in NFL history, we will... Now, the next weekend games, they have been announced. So, for Saturday, for the afternoon game, we have the Bengals playing at the Titans at 3.30 Central Standard Time on CBS. And then that night game, we have the 49ers playing the Packers at 7.15 Central Standard Time on Fox. Now, that 49ers at Packers game, that is the one game I'm super excited for. I can't wait to watch and see what Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams do to that poor secondary of the 49ers. So, once again... Now on to Sunday for the afternoon game. Like I just had announced, the Rams will be traveling down to Tampa Bay and will be playing Tom Brady and the Bucks at 2, 2 o'clock Central Standard Time on NBC. And then for the nighttime game, the primetime game, and this is going to be the best game of the whole week divisional, divisional round, we have the Bills traveling down to Kansas City to play Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs at 5.30 Central Standard Time on CBS. Now... If Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs play anything like they did last weekend, I think they can keep this game close, but I don't know if they can truly stop the run attack of Josh Allen, the passing attack of Josh Allen, and just overall that offense of the Bills. And do not forget, the Bills' defense was tremendous against the Patriots this weekend. They completely shut down Mac Jones in that running game, which they'd gotten so good at because we all knew coming in that the New England receivers weren't that great. I mean, they – Obviously, as you saw in the game, they dropped many passes. So, if Buffalo, if Buffalo's defense plays anything like they did last week, last weekend, and if the offense plays anything like they did last weekend, you could, I could really see the Bills completely stomping over the Chiefs. So, now let's get on to a little bit of NFL news. Just gonna kind of recap of what happened over the weekend. Uh, Mike Mayock, the GM of the Raiders, he has been fired. I know this is great news for Raider fans. Is he was kind of a horrible GM. He, he, had, he had a couple good free agent signings with Yannick Ngakwe on a two-year $20 million deal, which I personally loved he did. But when you look at how he drafted, he had to go. I mean, when you have two first-round picks from last year who have already been cut from the team for obvious reasons, I mean, that's just – you've got to be able to check these things off. And I mean, considering that they drafted – they drafted some of these players when they weren't even supposed to be as high as they were, like Alex Leatherwood in this past year's draft. He wasn't even supposed to be a first-round pick. He was projected second to third, and they took him with the 17th overall pick. So that kind of kind of showed the Raiders' front office, like, okay, what is this guy actually doing? 
kind of like the Bears did with Ryan Pace, where they're like, all right, enough's enough. You had a good, you had a good couple moments with us, but we can't deal with you anymore. And for Cowboy news, and this kind of hurts me a little bit, Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones both expect Mike McCarthy to continue to be the head coach of the Cowboys next year. And this is all coming off of 105.3, the fan, DFW. Um, <clears throat> this... I don't think I don't think Mike McCarthy is a bad head coach like I had said earlier in, in the, yesterday's podcast. I don't think he's a bad head coach. I just don't think he's the right head coach for the Cowboys. I don't think he's going to be that coach that takes the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. Um, I think Jerry Jones really needs to evaluate Mike McCarthy and see how he does because, as we all know, during Hard Knocks, if y'all watched on HBO Max, you saw that Dak Prescott and him, they kind of had a shaky start with each other. They didn't really kind of groove together almost kind of like how it is with Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford and how well their relationship is and Matt LaFleur and how well his relationship with Aaron Rodgers and kind of the reason why he why Aaron Rodgers would even stay with the Packers is because of him so I think the Cowboys need a relationship like that a head coach and quarterback relationship like that most importantly because Dak didn't trust a lot of these play calls and you could definitely tell it during the 49er game so I think this will, this season, if if they started off rough, Mike McCarthy will probably get fired. I think they're just doing this to keep consistency in the Cowboys organization because we all know Jerry Jones does not like to change a lot of things, especially when it goes against what he wants. So I really don't know. And an interesting stat I saw on ESPN: <laughs> Nick Foles, the current Chicago Bears third-string quarterback, you know, the the quarterback that won the Eagles their first championship in 750 years. He currently has more playoff wins at four than the Cowboys have had in the last 25 years with only three playoff wins. I mean, that just shows how disappointing this Cowboys franchise has been. It shows why they need immediate change and they, and they need to quit waiting for some magical sign from God to come down and tell them, okay, this will be the year. Because we all thought this year was going to be the year for the Cowboys. We all did. You, no one can lie. They went 12-5. and five. That offense was great the first couple games. And then midway through the season, we finally, they finally got exposed. They finally, we saw who that real offense is. We saw who Dak was. And I know Dak had been dealing with a lot of lingering issues that still had never gotten solved. But at the end of the day, you were a franchise quarterback for the Cowboys. And the expectations for you were going to be higher than anyone else in the league. Because you were playing for a Class A franchise that is worth billions and billions of dollars. So you can't just do what you did against the 49ers and expect everyone to be happy with you and then his remarks regarding the fans throwing trash at the players even though they said they were they were throwing it at the refs I mean saying props to them that's not going to really get a franchise to go behind you and I don't know I think I think Dak's days are going to be limited especially this upcoming season if he does bad I think Jerry has no choice other than his contract situation that'd be the only thing that would keep Dak on the Cowboys same way with Ezekiel I think that's another reason why Zeke hasn't gotten traded either because Zeke has that huge five-year 90 million dollar contract where I mean you can't trade him because of how much money he's guaranteed how much he's owed so you, it's almost better to keep him on the team but and another thing that that, that ticked me off I mean Zeke had been doing with the PCL strain half halfway through the season so why are we not starting Tony Pollard who is easily our best back I don't understand. Starting in half injured, pretty not as great running back in Ezekiel Elliott versus starting a in his prime receiving back like Tony Pollard is absolutely unacceptable, which is another reason why I really wish Mike McCarthy got fired, but there's nothing we can do. So now some even more better news. 
Deshaun Watson and Brian Flores. They're expected to be a package deal together, as they had both been talking for a long time now, and they're kind of discussing where they want to go. And apparently, according to a lot of sources, New York Giants, not the Jets, sorry, Jet fans, the Giants are expected to be kind of the number one target for both of these guys, as the Giants really have Brian Flores high up on their head coaching gig job. And Deshaun, obviously, with Miami firing him, Deshaun kind of cut off uh, Miami for his trade his trade team so this is great news for giant fans um let's see here i mean oh dan quinn dan quinn has, has four interviews set up this week so this pretty much solidifies the fact that dan quinn will be leaving the cowboys i want to most importantly thank dan quinn for the amazing job he did rebuilding this dallas cowboys defense this year because after what happened last year it, i mean it was unacceptable i really thought the cowboys were going down a dark path but Seeing Dan Quinn get hired as our DC kind of gave that light back to a what 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 has always been a historically good Cowboys defense. So I wish him nothing but the best. I personally think he'll land with the Broncos. That seems like kind of the best fit. The Broncos this this offseason have a really interesting offseason because they need a quarterback. They have every piece. I mean, I mean they have every single piece they need. I mean they probably could have. They probably need. I'd say maybe another young corner, get rid of Howell Fuller and kind of rebuild young because that defense, they need to get rebuilt. Bradley Chubb, I mean, he's a great, excellent edge rusher, but his injury his injury history has been way too bad, and he's not really consistent, as he probably will have, unfortunately, another injury this year that keeps him out for about halfway through the season. But, yeah, I, I mean, I really hope y'all guys did enjoy this podcast. I'm trying to make it not super long so y'all can enjoy it, but... Once again, thank you all for tuning in to another podcast of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And once again, I hope you all have an amazing day and continue to be great.